Hello from Washington. This is us here, Annalie and me. Stop. <laughs> you know, this is this is why we do, we should not let mom do the intro. So welcome to Ask the Teacher ABC, mom. Okay. I'm a little discombobulated from traveling, so I hope people laughed at it. Yeah, yeah. Purposefully added some you. <laughs> anyway, here we go. So we're, we're actually both in Washington. We're actually at, at both at my house. So this is really cool. We get to record together for the first time since like the first episode. I know. So and the sun is up so late. I'm thinking it's seven, but really it's almost what? 10 o'clock. I know. Now I'm completely off my schedule, but anyway, ah, here we go. <laughs> so um, welcome to today's episode. And what we're going to talk about today is son relationships, relationships with your son. Um, and I feel like this subject really isn't talked about as much as maybe it should be. Exactly. And even the research was showing that that is why a lot of men have a high rate of suicide. Because back in the old days, we didn't talk about feelings and emotions with our males, our young males. And that being said, it's not. It's still, it's almost like still like a new subject to really address, like being in touch with your feelings and your emotions, especially being a man in today's society. Yeah. So um, let's start out first by talking about, um, you know, your take on things as far as like how you raised, you know, my brother. Um, what can you say that's like one of the most important things about a relationship with your son versus your daughter? Right. I think, um, you know, it's about validation, like validate that, you know, how important males are in society and say, setting that expectation, um, not according to like your gender, like when you would clean the bathroom, it's like, that's what you do too. Right. So it's mm -hmm. like addressing those, un that unspoken language about, you know, whatever the girls do, quote unquote, that's what you do too. You're, you have those same expectations. And I know that in past generations, it wasn't always like that. It was like you take out the trash and, you know, the boys fix the cars and, you know, you don't play baby dolls and you don't hug your babies and you don't need mom. Right. So just letting so, males know that, you know, yeah. you're with them. I'm here for you for whatever reason, whether you want to cry or whether you need a pat on the back. Like I am here to support you in any way I can. All right. So did you get, so I, so, um, with our brother, you got him dolls. Yes. I got him a boy baby doll mm -hmm. and I wanted him to be nurturing to his own children. And if you think about like when you were younger and your father tucked you in, your dad tucked you into bed, you probably felt really extra secure with your, with yourself going off into slumberland. Mm -hmm. And I could see how your dad interacted with you guys at that time. And I really wanted him to be like that and even more, right? So mm -hmm. getting him that doll with no shame, you can take care of it. You can hug it. You can sleep with it. Do with it what you will. Mm -hmm. But at least it was there if he wanted to interact, you know, in that type of way, have that type of play. Right. So like, what about speaking more to like the actual relationship? So about, you know, that's a great tip for like raising your, your children, right? We want, um, 
men to be nurturing just like women are. And, you know, science shows that your brain completely changes when you um, have a baby. And that actually goes for men as well. Men's brains change when they have, when they're a, become a father, right? Um, and research has shown that. Um, but what about like, you know, raising men? Because let's face it, for all the boy moms out there, first of all, shout out to all the boy moms. Because... It can be smelly raising boys. I only have one. And I'm like, man, it it can be smelly raising boys. Um, But not only that, like you're raising like future husbands for or, you know, you're just raising good people because not everyone has to get married. Not everyone does get married. But you're raising future men in the world who are going to be interacting with lots of different women from, you know, from the workplace to into relationships, um, you know, wherever it may be. So. What about how can you establish a good, solid relationship with your son so that you have that same kind of connection that you do with your daughter or with your other or just period? How do you establish that connection? You know, I think that primarily it's like what how how I am treating you. That's how you will treat women in the future. And I say that because I think that it's important to actually sometimes gender things and say, this is how you would treat your daughter. This is how you would treat your sister and your, your mother or your wife. If you have a wife one day, Mm -hmm. you know, I think having him, I saw the big picture and the big picture is I need to, just in case my son has children, prepare him to be a father. I need to, or let's say a dad, I need to prepare my son just in case he's a spouse. He's he, he has a companion. And I wanted to really drill that into him and everything that we did. So for example, when he was younger, I would walk on the outside, you know, to protect him from ongoing traffic or whatever, you know, by on the curb and he would walk inside. But I would tell him when you get older or bigger than me, we're going to switch our roles and you're going to walk to protect me. So I think it's just naturally being purposeful and having those conversations um, in order to create some awareness. And I know that it works because after visiting, you know, your brother in Boston, he was like that with me. He was very nurturing with me. He was caretaking with me and very protective. And I purposefully even had conversations with him about when he was younger so that I could try to maybe do some, um, a little bit of the input here. Right. Cause I know that like, you know, you know, my son's much younger, he's only eight And, you know, with raising him, um, I have tried to raise him, uh, you know, like you raised us, like very um, androgynously. But I, you know, one of the things that I do with him constantly is I will, I talk to him all the time and make sure that he knows that he can, you know, that he can tell me anything, you know, and I repeatedly, I tell him that all the time, like, remember that if you ever need to talk about anything, I am never going to get mad at you for asking me a question. I'm never going to be upset with you for asking me anything. And if you have questions about anything, even something that someone says at school or whoever it may be, I will, you can always verify with me too. And I'm not going to get mad at you and say that was an inappropriate question to ask because every question is appropriate for me because I'm your parent. Yes, definitely. And you don't want him walking around with 
Well, yeah. I mean, like one of the most startling things that I learned was that boys are exposed on average. um, They're exposed to porn or some type of, you know, um, something like that Mm -hmm. by age eight. And it's usually by, you know, in third grade by other kids. Yeah. Some kid at school. God, you know. Um, and you know, if if that was proven to me when I was subbing in Arizona, I had a kid come up to me and tell me something. And I I was like, my mind was blown and I was like, okay, so-and-so come here. Did you say something? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, there was not even a stutter. Yes, I did say it. And this is what it was. And I was horrified. I was like, how? are you are you eight and then immediately i called my husband and i was like you need to have a conversation with our son we need to have a conversation with our son he's like i'm gonna wait till you come back and we can talk to him together and i was like you better ask him if he likes anybody right now you know so um but it's crazy that it's that young and you know and that's something that i think that all moms whether you're you have one boy or 10 boys, you need to be aware of that because having those conversations early is going to allow them to be able to approach you as they get older with things that, you know, um, many people, you know, in previous generations were uncomfortable with. But the fact is, is we have to be comfortable answering those questions for our children. We have to be comfortable. And like, I'm a, I am a woman, but you better believe that I'm going to be talking to my son about things. And I'm starting now because I want him to talk to me about things when he's older. And I know for a fact that that's what my, um, my mother-in-law did with my husband Mm -hmm. and that he was comfortable sharing everything with her. And sometimes she said he shared too much that she didn't want to know, (laughs) but at least he was sharing with her, you know, you want to prepare them. Yeah. You want, and, and the more you talk about the uncomfortable, it gets more comfortable, right? Oh, yeah. He is transparency. Well, like for me, I, I, I feel comfortable talking about that, mm-hmm. those um, things with, with any of my children, right. um, you know, but, um, or with my sister or, you know, my little sister or whatever. Right. But the point is, is that, you know, a lot of people don't. And the way that that even has been portrayed in the media and movies is that, oh, my God, I have to have a conversation with my kids about sex. Right. And this is horrible. Right. And they make it like this big deal that right. it's like the, the most horrible thing that parents don't want to do. And that it's so embarrassing and this and that. And somebody's always embarrassed mm-hmm. in TV shows and movies. Mm-hmm. And the, the media has kind of made us think that it has to be that way. Right. But it, but it definitely does not. It does not. And you know, another thing is that, you know, I think, like you said, having those transparent conversations earlier mm-hmm. and even using your journal, once again, use us, use it as a sounding board. Yeah. You know, I wonder about this or I wonder about that. And maybe one of their wonders they will come to you with, you know? Yeah. And it's better just to tell them as much as they need at that time. Right. Because it will increase. And your brother came to me for a lot of things, um, a lot of questions. And we would get on the computer. Let's look together. So I think that helped him be uh, healthy, you know. Yeah, more open, Um, especially, you know, like with my with Finn, um, you know, I allow my son to cry. And I think that that is so important. And, um, you know, I'm going to be really honest here when I say, you know, crying kind of does make me uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, because 
Uh, yeah, because, uh, you know, my dad was one of those no criers people. Right, right. And so you don't cry. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, with with Finn, I really am like, you know what? I can see that you're having a lot of big emotions right now. That's OK. You can go and cry if you want right. to. And when you're ready to talk about things, I'm going to be right here. And if you start crying again, that's totally fine. And I'll have a box of tissues ready. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if you just need a hug right now, I'm going to give you a hug. And, you know, and I always make sure to um, have that physical contact with my kids because I, I also was um, one of the things I was reading is that some, you know, some children are not uh, hugged or even touched enough, you know, in that loving way, like, you know, yip a hand on your shoulder, you know, rub their back. Right. Um, they don't receive as much of that. And because of that, it, it, it can mess with their emotional state yes, because they're not getting enough of that from their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially boys, because it tends to be that, you know, oh, you know, oh, well, boys, you know, can do whatever. And boys, oh, he's fine because he's a boy. Right. But it's that's not true. He's right. a, they're they are children and they have the same emotional, um, you know, level as as girls do, right. you know, so. Uh, making sure to address that, I think, is one of the most important things that you can do. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, also not treating your sons differently than your daughters. Right. right. Um, that was always a really big thing for me. Um, I never felt any different than um, than Jay. And that was it was really, really jarring for me to see other families where the male was treated so different from the female. Co. Oh, and I was just really confused. Like, why does your brother get to have a girlfriend and go out on dates? But you don't right. like I can understand if none of you guys can, right. because none of us could. Right. And so I was like, oh, I, I get that. <laughs> But what I don't understand is why your parents think it's okay for him to do all these things, but not for you to do all of these things. Um, And it's really important. I I think it's really important. And this is what I'm doing with my children is they're going to be able to do the same things. I am not going to have a different restriction on my daughter than I am on my son, because my son, if anything, you know, the the way that uh, males and females mature is different but nobody is mature until they're 26 years old and their brain is fully developed so as far as i'm concerned both of you guys are going to be staying home if you ever listen to this in the future you'll understand why if one of you guys can't go none of you guys can go if both you guys can go fine you know both you guys can go but we're going to be very consistent with that and i think that it's important that your daughter and your son both see that you're you're going to have you may do different things with them and they may have different expectations, but their allowance of being able to do things is the same. Yes, definitely. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Even like when you were younger, something as simple as wrestling with you. You know, your dad would wrestle with you and he would do just as much wrestling with uh, Bliss and Jay, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and then I read the male brain and it talked about how okay, wrestling. So wait a second, pause. <laughs> Let's we're going to give a shout out to this book. I have no idea who the author is. So you're going to have to tell me or we're going to have to look it up or something. But my mom bothered me about reading this book forever. And after she read this book, everything was a reference to it. So it must be it'd be really good. I'm about, you know, I'm, I have a little bit of ways through it <laughs> because, you know, I I put my pleasure reading on hold. So tell us about the male brain. Go ahead. Well, 
it basically breaks down how the male brain develops over time and what happens connected with emotions and hormones. But after reading it, you see, oh, that's why my son had the wiggles a lot or how how boys at school have the wiggles and learn because they have the wiggles if uh, or how older men are as they get more soft as they get older. They become more motherly and more nurturing. But it helped me not only understand your dad, for example, or Tatiana's dad, but it also helped me understand my son. It helped me understand students and it actually helped me be a better teacher. Because I would just make sure to hone in on like the boys, for example, and the way that they move and learn. And if girls moved and learned the same way, they would learn just as much or avidly as the boys. So that's just like a little bit of information on this. Do you know the the author of the book? Um, let me look it up real quick. And, you know, another thing, too, is that when a woman sees that her partner her spouse is not is deficient in a way of being a father because I thought all men were as custodial as I was right mm-hmm. so I think um, if you realize that you actually have to educate your partner but if we as moms hit a reset button and raise our sons to be you know thinking of that big picture then they're more likely not to have to be so educated when they do become a parent, if that's what they choose, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, I just wanted to say that as well. Yeah, and I, I think I found it. So Luann um, Brizendine, she's an MD. Mm-hmm. Um, so The Male Brain by Luann Brizendine. If you have um, a son or you're just curious, brother. brother, somebody that you know that's yeah. male in your life, yeah. um, check it out. Um, this is, that's just a free plug. We're just saying that because, you know, it was a book that was so, um, integral to your understanding and it helped you even with your students. So even if you are a teacher, um, regardless, if you don't have any kids at all, um, whoever you are, read it, it helps with your understanding of things because sometimes, you know, in, in these cases, um, the science of things and how people progress may not always be the same, but the science of it and what happens in your brain is usually the same for everyone exactly. um, because of the different stages of life, regardless of what the child is going through. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that those are probably some of the, the most important things mm-hmm. um, as far as, you know, raising boys, having those conversations, being open, making sure that they are being treated the same as the girls. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I know even with, uh, with us, you raised us very androgynously, which I am so thankful for because I never thought that there was anything that a man could do that I could not do. Yes. Um, which sometimes made me very unpopular, but it doesn't matter because I, I thought I was like, you know what? Well, let me, show you well, let me just, yeah, <laughs> I know that you can't fix it, but guess what? I actually, <laughs> So um, I think that those are just some really, you know, some really important things to make sure that we realize with our with our children, because, you know, children are a most precious resource. And one of the uh, last things I wanted to talk to you about and to share with the audience is the meaning of the word no. You know, I've talked about how I have taught my daughter that no means no. And if she wants somebody to stop, she says no. If they don't stop, you know, you, you can say it again, mm-hmm. and then you need to remove yourself from the situation mm-hmm. um, or co- go and get someone or whatever that may be, and you know, but no means no. Me. Oh, yeah, she, she knows. knows and so my son, though, also knows that no means no. Mm-hmm. 
And we have had, you know, I'm really glad that I have a daughter and a son because we practice when she says, no, you better stop. And if somebody ever says no to you, you stop immediately whatever you are doing and you reassess the situation and you take yourself away and you move back and you understand that that is what it means. Um, it is so important. It's so important for, you know, I, the other side of the coin, you know, yes, it's important for your daughters to know. Yes, it's important for your sons to know because we we want to raise just a, a beautiful new generation of people that are emotionally intelligent, yes, amen. you know, and I can see it happening already, um, which is it warms my heart. Right. Right. And so um, and to but to continue that. And to make sure that our sons know that they are just as important as our daughters, yes. that, um, you know, they can be in their feelings yes, and it doesn't make them less than. Right. It never makes them less than. If they want to cry, they can cry. Right. If they want to be happy, they can be happy, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, I'm going to share one more thing, which may be a little controversial, but, um, you know, I, I am not a girly girl. I don't paint my nails, but I had a girly girl. I have no idea how she <laughs> loves dresses. She loves rainbows and unicorns. And I, I never got her the color pink growing up. Like when she was a baby, it was all, I'm going to put you in your brother's clothes because I saved these. So whatever you get is what you get. The first time I took her to target, she was like, I want that. It was the frilliest, most rainbow dress that I'd ever seen in my life. And from that point on, she starts picking out her own clothes. Nope. I do not want that. I do want a shirt with a pink dinosaur on it, but they don't seem to have a shirt with a pink dinosaur on it. So I'll take the unicorn. And I'm like, Oh my God. So I paint, I had to buy nail polish and, um, you know, I was sitting down and I was painting my nails and I was painting uh, Addie's nails, you know, and I do like salon day. And Finn was like, what are you guys doing? And I'm like, oh, well, I'm painting Addie's nails. He's like, well, are you going to paint mine? Because I have I want that color green right there. And I'm like, <laughs> sure, come on over, you know, and I painted his nails green. And then we'll, we'll do a design sometimes in green, blue, green, blue or green, blue, yellow, whatever. And, um, I think it's important to, that that's, I think that that's okay. Yeah, just express yourself. You know, because I, right. Because I remember, you know, he was one of his friends, Mm -hmm. his little friends at school wanted to be a flower in the nutcracker or in the whatever Christmas thing they were doing. He wanted to be a flower. And the music teacher told him that boys can't be flowers. Oh, ouch. So the best thing was that while I was sitting there in the musical, here I am watching the little flat girl flowers dance. And th- this kid is up on the stand standing next to Finn doing the flower dance. Oh, so yay. he was not about to let that music teacher tell him what he could do. He was going to dance that flower dance if it was the last thing he, he did. He did the spins. He was doing the movements, oh, you know, God. on the stand between two, uh, oh, two other. And I was like, well, what? I was like, what happened with that? And then Finn told me and I was like, I'm going to go down there and t- give that music teacher a piece of my mind um because that little boy should have been able to be a flower if he wanted to be a flower and it's that doesn't make him any less than any of the other boys doesn't make him a girl to want to be a flower because there are beautiful wonderful florists out there who are men 
And they have an eye for design. There are male interior designers. Yeah. And you know what? And clothing designers. And clothing designers. Exactly. Men were probably designing clothes before women. Right. Even so <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I'm like that it is uh, it's okay. Yeah. And you know if if you are of the mindset that you don't want your son to do it, find a way that lets uh, that it's is not demeaning. Right to him as a person because just because he wanted that. Mm-hmm. And I know that that may be an unpopular opinion. Um, but I suggest, you know, even if you're feeling the other way about things that you talk to him about maybe why you don't want that or whatever it may be, but otherwise if they're kids, just let them be, yeah, just let them be you know, cause I remember, um, you know, one of our cousins, he used to want his nails painted. He is a wonderful, um, amazing father mm-hmm. of his beautiful little girl yes, and uh nothing is wrong with him just because he wanted his nails painted when he was seven yes. and he's our editor <laughs> yes he's our editor so shout out we love you yeah so, so um yeah yes. and you know i think uh just to kind of finish off i think mm-hmm. that it's important to you know we don't Children aren't born with a manual, right? So you have to go out and get yourself educated. Really have a relationship, whether you're married or not married to your fa- your children's father. Make sure to talk to them and plug in little ideas that they can do to be even better, right? Right. I think that is so important because a mom can't actually raise her son to be a man, right? So to speak. I mean, um, after talking to my son, he's like, mom... Like I needed to learn some of these things from dad. And it was good that he was able to verbalize and tell me that. And the way he had to end up doing it, it was through uncles or big brothers or older cousins and being with other boys too. Right. Mm -hmm. And also teaching them the dynamics between boys and boys, because the male brain goes into that competition and, and who's the alpha and et cetera, et cetera. So just be educated. Right. Right. You really want to groom this person to just to be, you know, a good hearted, really human in society, right? Ultimately, yeah, I mean, raising also, other children. Right. I think that if we um, as parents, are, if uh, one of our goals is to raise people that contribute to the world, mm-hmm. then we are doing the right yes, thing. Yes, exactly. You know? Exactly. So thank you for being here with us today. Um, I was so excited to be able to record with you in person again. I got to get the greeting down. I know, next time. Okay. So, um, we love you guys so much. We hope that you got some good information for that from this. If you have questions, please let us know. Okay. Um, oh, also we had our winners. We did our drawing. Um, we sent them their books. Please. If you are one of our winners, um, post, um, post and tag us on Instagram so that we can, um, see you with your brand new book. Uh, we hope that you enjoy it. Um, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Ask the Teacher ABC Podcast and make sure to follow us on Spotify too. Um, also, any questions, you can always um, DM us. You can email us. Our email is Ask the Teacher ABC. Okay. Oh no, Ask the Teacher XYZ <laughs> at gmail.com. Yes. Thank you for being here with us today. Have a blessed yes. day. Thank you so much. You're from the Pacific Northwest. Bye. Bye.